What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Clarkside Podcast, where if you're interested in it, we're going to talk about it. I'm joined by my two co-hosts, as always, Cam, can't speak Mandarin Chinese Kelleher, and Matthew Dibbendots de Burn. Fellas, how are we doing tonight? Um, I'm offended that you'd target me in that way. That's how I feel. Do you know how to speak Mandarin Chinese? No. No, oh, I do well. not. There you go. I'm feeling pretty good. I, I just got back from my trip to Universal Florida for the first time, and uh, that was it was an exciting weekend. Yeah, dude. Good thing there's no <laughs> still good thing cool. there's no good thing there's no global pandemic going on, or or else traveling would be really irresponsible. Dude, good thing that <laughs> I've already had COVID within the past ninety days, so therefore I can no longer be a carrier or contagious. So I'm being courteous to to others by going at the most opportune time for myself and those around me. Whoa. But that can't be true. That can't be true because COVID's fake, right? I thought it was COVID's fake. not real. It's just a cold. That's true. Oh, okay. So you're fine. This episode of The Clark Side brought to you by QAnon. Um, <laughs> just kidding. We, we share no affiliation with them. Uh, so today we have somewhat of an unpleasant episode for you because it is our, it is our time to talk about the sequel, the sequel trilogy. I mean, I guess it'll only be unpleasant for them if they like the sequel trilogy. If you're in a bad mood today, don't listen to this podcast. Unless you like to like to steep in like the hate. Yeah. You know? Unless you're just feeling super salty today, you're like <laughs> if you're like that last goldfish in the bottom of the bag that's just drenched in the salt from the other goldfish today. Listen to this podcast. Yeah, yeah. That's one way to put it. But um, before we before we get into it, I just want to put out a little disclaimer because there's a lot there's a lot of toxicity. When you know the Star Wars fandom talks about this trilogy, and I think that the sequel fans have actually turned it on themselves because it started out and it was like, oh, if you like the sequels, like you're not a real Star Wars fan, like this or that, which you know obviously isn't true. I think if you watch the movies and you enjoy them, you you're a Star Wars fan. I don't think that like a, <clears throat> there should be a caveat for that. But I've seen recently on the internet like a lot of toxic sequel fans after they were like oh stop being toxic about the trilogy this and that now i saw a video the other day and it was like if you think that ray being a skywalker is dumb you're all you're probably transphobic and it's like a what do those two things have to do with each other and b you know we need to be able to talk about like this trilogy like we need to be able to like say like what we think and this and that and, you know, do I think that Kelly Marie Tran deserved to get, like, death threats for her character? Absolutely, Absolutely not. But can I critique Ryan Johnson for the character of Rose Tico and how she was used? 100%. And that doesn't make me a misogynist. You gotta I learn think... how to separate the character from the actor. Exactly. And I, you know, we, I think, you know, I loved Ray. I love Daisy Ridley. I'm not. I don't not like the sequels because it's the pro, main protagonist isn't a white male. Like that has nothing to do with it. Just wanted to throw that out there. So if you get offended by this episode, be sure to tweet at us the timestamp of what offended you, and we'll be sure to talk about it on the next podcast and how much of a wuss you are. Um, <laughs> So I was gonna say, make sure to tweet at us and we'll tell you to go kick rocks after so yeah so cam what was your first what was like your first impression of this maybe it doesn't have to be like the force awakens maybe it's just like the sale of star wars or like when you learned there was going to be a new trilogy like just first impressions okay i mean right off the rip i'm gonna come out and say i just dislike the sequels I'm not a huge fan of them 
Um, but I will say that I was never biased towards them in any way. If anything, I was like, I was biased towards them, like in the way that I was excited about them. Like I remember when I saw the trailer for Force Awakens come out, like I was fucking eccentric. Like I was like, I was rich shit. I was like, this is unbelievable, and it looked sick. And to be honest with you, I don't even mind the Force Awakens. I think that's a pretty decent movie. Um, yeah. and it's a pretty decent Star Wars movie. Um, and my first impressions, like when I saw that. I mean, it was sick. I'll never forget it. I, the, the movie theater was packed. I literally sat front row in Gillette Stadium, like like the front row. I was like, my I neck was like, <laughs> my neck was like, just in di- 13 different directions. Um, but it was worth it. Like, I thought it was a sick movie. It was so much like callback to just other characters, obviously with Han Solo and, and Leia and shit. Um, but yeah, I mean, first impressions of Force Awakens, like... I loved it. I thought it was. I know, I know people are going to critique it all day long, but like, I thought The Force Awakens was a good movie. Oh no! And I went into that with a lot of bias, a lot of excitement. I think most people did. Yeah. What do you What do you think, Matt? So when Disney bought Star Wars, and they started to come out with like hints and stuff about a new trilogy, I was I was I was stoked. I was like, yes, it's going to be great. It's gonna be like, it's gonna be like, Luke after Return of the Jedi. It's gonna be sick. And then the trailer for Force Awakens came out, and I was like, all right, okay, no Luke, not bad. We're, we've moved on. We have a new protagonist. I can get behind that. There was finally, uh, like you know, it it came out. I was excited for it. The trailer looked sick. I saw Force Awakens in the movie theater the second night it was out. Uh. I loved it. I I like the Force Awakens actually. I'm I'm agreeing with Cam here and like the Force Awakens reached my expectations for what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I'll actually watch that movie and I really liked the setup for like what it would I I liked what it was establishing in the Star Wars universe and what it was building to in further movies and I think I think, that, I think that's why I think that's why I don't like the sequels that much because The Force Awakens is good and then the other two are just like just the exact opposite. It's just yeah. it's just like it setting me up. It's good setup. Like I'm ready, you're getting me riled, like I'm I'm at half chub, let's get going, and then it's just like nope naked grandma like yikes that's you killed it <laughs> yeah i i couldn't agree more with with both of you i think that the i the first time i saw it i believe it was the day before christmas eve me and my sister went and seeing the the star the beginning of the text crawl with the with the theme and the like seeing that in the movie theater for the first time is honestly probably like a top 3 moment in my life for like just like these like just like quick instances like I, I thought the movie was great. I think once Star Killer Base gets introduced, it's kind of a little gets a little wishwashy, and it it is kind of like a remake of A New Hope. But I agree with you, Matt. There was a lot that was set up. Uh, you know, who who is Ray? Like, why is the, why is this lightsaber calling to her? You know, what's you know what role is Finn gonna play? Um, you know, why why is Luke kind of banished himself to this island? Um, you know all. It, it set up 
you know, great, what seemed like was going to be great things. And then I think the biggest flaw with the sequel trilogy is that none of those things really get picked up. And so, yeah, um, I think that The Force Awakens could have been even better had there been a sequel to it. Yeah, I, I, I actually, I know like all the critiques about like, oh, it's a remake of A New Hope and everything. And I agree with that. Like, it is kind of like very similar. And I know, like, Mark Hamill, like, I've seen, like, interviews with him, and he's kind of, like, upset that he's like, oh, I don't even have any lines on this movie, y'all. Oh. Yeah. I honestly didn't mind him being all the way at the end. Like, I was, like, at the end of that movie, like, I had all of my Star Wars expectations met, like, minus Luke Skywalker, and then I got Luke Skywalker at the end, and it's like, holy shit, what the hell could happen next? Like, it could only be great from here, right? Like, it could only be amazing from here, and, like, oh. Yeah, what I feel a fucking like letdown. I feel like the Force Awakens had a great balance of introducing new characters while also giving us people from the original trilogy. Like I think the usage of Han Solo, Rey, Finn, Kylo is really great in that movie because it gives us a really good balance. Mm-hmm. And I think that in the next movie, in the Last Jedi, you almost get too much Luke and Leia. Like, it's like they kind of wanted to move the series on to new people, but they just wouldn't let themselves do it. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I loved Harrison Ford. I mean, I'm, I'm sure he was pissed that he had to go make that movie. He's been trying to kill Han Solo <laughs> off since the 80s, but yeah, no. he finally you got know, his wish. You know? Which I, I cried. I cried when Han Solo when, died. That's how much I like this movie. When you're Harrison Ford and you're that old and, and they come to you and they're like, we're going to pay you a shitload of money to just do one more Star Wars movie. And, you know, he's like, yeah, whatever. Just as long as I have to do as little as possible. And he did. I know that guy is in so many fucking movies. As I like kind of watch more like older movies that are just like on TV and shit. Dude, that guy is in like, like from like the 80s to like on. That guy he's is in, in like everything. everything. Yes, like he's literally in everything. He, he he's so hot. Anyone he's who still says so hot. anyone who says that he isn't one of the biggest stars in Hollywood, even still today, is is just a liar. Yeah, he's got a new Indiana Jones movie coming out. That uh, yeah, <laughs> not he's still going. not not too excited for that. But you know, whatever. We'll I see. think it's weird how down he is for Indiana Jones, but not Star Wars. I mean, you know, he he likes the character more. Dude, he's right, too cool fair. for school. He doesn't even... I think he's, like, against, like, the Star Wars, like, fans, like, who are just, like, nerds. Yeah. Dude, that guy is way too cool of a cat to be in, like, a Star Wars movie, but he is. Yeah. So, Did you see the interview where, they're, where they ask him about his appearance in The Rise of Skywalker, and they're like, so were you a Force ghost? He was like, don't know what that is, don't care. Yeah, he has no idea. So He's just like, I am Han Solo. So how many times did you guys see Force Awakens in the movie theater? In the movie theater, I, mean, I saw it once in the movie theater. I think I saw it. I think I think I saw it two or three times. So this this holds my second place for most times seeing a movie in a movie theater. I saw it four times in the movie theater. Wow, Jesus Christ, dude! Did you take it alone for that? Uh, no, I I went with different people every time too. Like I went I went with like my sister one time and her boyfriend i went with like my cousin one time i was invited by buddies another time then my dad wanted to go see it like i i went four times with different people just to see this one movie hmm. still wow, matt, has a, matt has a lot of friends still flex. still hasn't <laughs> still still doesn't beat my number one spot which was six times for a single movie 
If you want to know what that is, if you want to know what that is, tune into a future episode. Wow. You're going to blue ball me like that, right? They're big cock tees tonight, huh, Matt? Oh, yeah. Getting into it early. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you're definitely not alone. I feel like a lot of people did that with this movie. Like, yeah. Just I mean, it was, like, it was the is, return to Star Wars. It was the return of Star Yeah, exactly. This is the first Star Wars that, like, has been in the theaters and, like... It was. T- I think it was 10 years, almost exactly. Years. And, like, yeah. I wouldn't even count that, you know? Like... I mean, I would, but, like, especially for, like, older people who, like, saw, like, the OG trilogy in the theaters, like, fucking yeah. creaming themselves over this. Like, they love that. Yeah. What's your what's your favorite scene in the movie, if you have one? Um, Matt, you go first. I need to think about it. <laughs> All right. If you, if, you got, if you got one. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I think I can get one. Uh, I would say my favorite scene in the movie is short but sweet uh i like when general hux is addressing the stormtrooper army on starkiller base really yeah Whoa. A lot of, <laughs> oh, this podcast took a weird turn a lot a lot of people don't like that scene but i think like as as like a character general hux was kind of like not like yeah like he the problem is like he's young he's ginger like he's not like an intimidating person when compared to like kylo ren who's got like the mask and the lightsaber like like grand moff tarkin he's old and he like commands respect and like you you know that he's an important person general hux is kind of like he doesn't have to do the whole hitler shouting at the storm right right but so i think i think giving him like that scene where where it it literally is just like a a still shot from like a hitler rally (laughs) in world war ii like at like tries trying to like develop this character and i i think that is one of the most disappointing parts for me is i was hoping that they would give him more development as the movies went on not just completely change him into a different character. Yeah, because I mean, you know, like you know, like I love, I love me some Bill Weasley, and yeah, uh, I thought, I thought he was good for the part. I thought he played a good part of like someone who's not naturally intimidating, trying to command respect. And I was hoping to see him like grow into it. And I thought that was a good starting point for it. And then like immediately after, when they shoot Starkiller Base and just like blow up 10 planets like right there like when when alderaan blows up you're like shit like that they just destroyed a planet then this bad boy comes out of nowhere destroys the head of the new republic like and like eight other unnamed planets with countless people on it like shit like this is like real genocide right here yeah that is pretty cool too like when you see like when the beam is going like and it starts to split off yeah yeah. And then like yeah, you... like the thing like the thing like gets off four ninety five and jumps on the pike and hits a Yui for like for yeah. wherever planet it's going to. Like, yeah. And then like, like you see you see them exploding from like where Ray is like in space and you're like and she's like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty wild. Well, Matt, that was uh, that was a little dicey at the beginning with the little like my favorite scene was the third Reich part, but yeah, yeah, it's it's. I think I think you I think you landed the plane yeah, pretty well. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's a decent um, favorite scene, but it's not the correct one. The correct best scene of this movie is when Ray and Finn are flying in the in the Millennium Falcon on Jakku, and they're shooting down the the Tie Fighters oh, and they're yeah. flying through the 
the Star Destroyer, I think that's sick. You kind of see yeah. for the first time like how like flying the Falcon works when she's like turning all those levers and shit. And this is one of the times where I'm I'm prove I don't I don't not like this because of the misogyny because I think the people that are like how does Ray just know how to fly the Falcon? She's such a Mary Sue. That's just not true at all. The only like the only evidence you needed for Luke and Anakin being pilots is them in the beginning of their movies saying that they're a pilot. Ray's like, yeah, I'm a pilot. I can fly. Like, being a pilot is, doesn't seem like it's something that's that special in the Star Wars universe. So mm-hmm. if you have a problem with Ray flying the Falcon, I think you're kind of maybe just... Idiot. Yeah. I mean, like, it's... Yeah, I mean, essentially, you're like, you're, it's like, can you drive a car? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, it seems like yeah. it seems like we should be getting on Finn for being like in the Star Wars universe, being like, "Well, who's gonna fly?" And it's and it's literally it's yeah. it's almost exactly like Luke. Like Luke has never flown an X-wing before, but you know that he's a pilot. He talks about like parts for the ship that he's going to pick up in the original one, and then like you see him fly without really any training. Ray clearly yeah. she lives on a junk planet. She goes through debris of ships. Like, I'm sure, like, she knows the controls. I'm sure she knows how to work them. And I'm sure that throughout, like, the galaxy, there's, like, standard controls. Like, if you know how to drive one car, you can pretty much drive any other car. Obviously, there will be, like, some differences to, like, models and stuff like that. But I'm assuming it's it's more or less the same thing. Especially since it's an older model of ship. I'm sure it's pretty common that people know how to fly those. Yeah. yeah. But but I will say that that chase scene when they're being like followed by the TIE fighters and like flying through the old Star Destroyers, I, I think that, that might be so one of cool. that that might be one of the coolest like ship battles in Star Wars. Just because like because yeah. usually like obviously like the other ones that are badass are like in Revenge of the Sith, the battle over Coruscant, but like this one, it's like it's smaller scale and it uses its yeah. environment so Something well. The, the, the smaller scale, yeah, so cool. Like, like mm-hmm. those two are really good, but like the Revenge of the Sith one is good for like one reason, and this one is good because it's like it's it's personal. Like you see them like trying to figure out how to like pilot this and shoot the gun right. And again, like, it uses its environment and its space so well. And I think, like, the camera shots and angles are really well done. I think, I think, I think, yeah, that's that's definitely the most memorable part of that movie right there. Yeah. Yeah, Jen, that is a good one. You got, a, you, you got a scene? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got one. It's not as, like, flashy as both of yours. Not as provocative as Matt's. But I'd say that, um... The coolest scene for me is when they're at, um, oh my god, what the hell is this lady's name? Maz Kanata. Orange Maz. Lady. Yeah, yeah, Maz, yeah. Um, and, like, the X-Wings pull up, and, like, they're riding, like, like literally, yeah. like, inches away from the water, and they're just, like, blowing the water behind them, and they just come in and start, like, fucking shit up. It is, like, that is so cool, dude. Like, the X-Wings, I've said it on this podcast before, are, like, my favorite spaceship to exist. And, like, the way that they just kind of, like, reintroduce it there, like, in combat is, like, dude, it's so cool. It's so yeah. awesome. Yeah, that, like is, the, that is sick The wings to see them separate. Oh, oh, it's, yeah. it's so cool. The, the sequels, they are beautifully shot. Yeah, no, they look cool. They look like, really cool. I think um, 
it's a, in some extra or something, J.J. Abrams is talking about it when they're making The Force Awakens, and he's like, we decided to shoot it on film, even though everything's digital now, but, like, Star Wars is just supposed to be shot on film. And, like, I couldn't agree more with that. I think it's much more visually pleasing than the sequels, or the, the prequels. I think the prequels are a little too, like, clean. Well, it makes sense for most of the, the environments in the se- in the prequels to be clean, but mm. I like the look of the of the um, the film and and the the small lightsaber duel that we do get in this movie at the end in the dark when you see like the like the red from Kylo's lightsaber reflecting on him and the blue from Anakin's lightsaber reflecting on the Ray and Finn. I think that's dope. Yeah, aka my least favorite scene in the movie. Sorry, what was that? my least favorite scene in the movie that's your least favorite favorite scene in the movie yeah why oh sorry sorry. you were cutting out there um sorry my my headphones just like disconnected real quick can you hear me now yeah yeah i'd say it's my least favorite scene um i don't know it's just and i'm gonna get i'm gonna get like slammed here like with the whole misogyny thing but i think it is just it's such a lame lightsaber fight, and I know it's her first time wielding a lightsaber, but it's just like. Ugh, but again, know. again, it's not. It's there are people, there are people out there that don't like the sequel, the sequels because they're misogynistic. However, to say that the lightsaber duels in the sequels are not as acrobatic and fast-paced as the ones in the prequels, that's just a fact, and I understand that, that it's. A fact. That it's like, oh, it's supposed to show that, like, the Jedi and the lightsaber-wielding people are, like, have been gone for a while, so, like, the dueling has fallen off the table. And that's all well and good, but that makes for a bad fucking movie. I'm sorry. But it would be way cooler if Rey and Kylo in The Rise of Skywalker were just, like, going at it. Again, I I said this last episode. I don't mind, like, the more low-key lightsaber duels. Like, it... Luke versus Darth Vader in Empire Strikes Back. It's not flashy. It's not like crazy. Like yeah, like Darth Vader like blows out the window and they get thrown into like that big tube. And like it's it's dramatic. It uses its set. It uses its environment. And again, it's the character interaction for me. And I think the mm-hmm. problem here is they went back to a more traditional, original trilogy Star Wars lightsaber battle. But what they failed to bring back was that character interaction. The the very yeah, first the, lightsaber the, the battle of the situations don't land as much. Right. The very first lightsaber battle we see is Darth Vader versus Obi Wan, and it's it's literally almost them just standing still, like just kind of like tapping each other's lightsabers. But it's that back and forth. It's the like the uh, energy I, felt with it. Yeah, they're just touch, they're just standing there the touching tips of the film though. I think that's no, the other but, thing. Is but even then, it's... it's Ray and Kylo is the climax of the movie, I would say. It's it's still significant. Yeah, and I, no, it is, for sure. And they're, they're the people that, like... I've seen, like, edits on YouTube, like, redoing the Darth Vader versus Obi-Wan lightsaber battle, where, like, it, it makes it more dramatic and, like, all this and that. But I don't think it's necessary. I think, I think that it's not about the battle. It's about the two characters 
interacting and like there's no yeah, way they've already, like, they've already duked it out right you know there's, like we see yeah. it in the revenge of the sith and you know maybe we'll see it again in the kenobi series but they've already had their battle right there's this, isn't, this in a no hope it's not about who's stronger or who's better it's kind of more of just like there's no way for them to, right to interact without the fight and again, if if they made that interaction between Rey and Kylo Ren, if they kept like the choreography the same, because I think the choreography is well done. I think it's like a smooth fight, even though it's slow and not very yeah. like interesting. But if they if they had made it like them talking back and forth the whole time, and like not not just physically trying to get one up on the other, but like mentally trying like this battle between them being more personal, I I think it would make it better. I, I don't think it's necessarily a bad lightsaber duel. I think it's bad character development, and that's what the lightsaber duel should be about. Bad character yeah. development in the sequels, you don't say. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. do, either, do either of you have a problem with Rey holding her own against Kylo that first time? No. What do you mean? Like... When they're like when they're dueling, like, do you think that like Kylo should have just like mopped the floor with her because she's never I think that, used it before? Yes, I yes, I do. I, and I I know that's gonna that's like the main argument that people have when they're like that's a misogynistic comment. But it's like Luke, Luke's Luke at least gets like a little training, right? Like mm-hmm. he's like on like the he's on Dagobah on the, for a few months. Well, he's on Dagobah, but then even, like, with um with Obi-Wan, like, when he's in the Millennium Falcon, like, hey, Elise is, like, kind of, like, he's, like, talking shop a little bit to him from the side, and he's, like, using, and like, you, the laser training thing, and, like... And you would, you would assume he would do that in between four and five, too. Yes. A little bit, yeah. So, like, the fact that, like, this guy, who's, like, up until now, pretty much seen to the fans is, like, okay, this guy's, like, essentially the new Darth Vader. Like, he's the new, like, like, ruler of whatever this new, like, you know the first order is and this dude is like with him like and i understand that like that kind of comes out in his character development that he's like pretty torn and like he's not like a strong character with himself i guess Mm -hmm. and you kind of see him develop a little bit more when he tries to leverage more with the dark side like in the rise of skywalker and stuff like that where he does become a little more powerful but like i don't know like that like kylo should just be like Ray should be dead first ep- first episode like hundred percent. I never I never really had a problem with it just because he gets shot with the crossbow right before, and they show you earlier in the movie like how like like Han shoot like takes out like three stormtroopers at once with the crossbow at Maz's palace. Mm-hmm. So I always was kind of like like it makes sense that if he's like injured and she can use the force and now that we know that she's a Palpatine and she has this super high midichlorian count, it <laughs> kind of makes sense that she would. Be, yeah, I, yeah, I I agree with that, Matt. I I never, but I I didn't feel you like said I said the word. That. I I I never felt like I needed the explanation of like she's just really powerful and doesn't know it yet. I always was kind of fine with like he's really hurt. He just right. killed his dad. Like he's really torn. Right. I think I think he's uh, emotionally still recovering from murdering his father, and then he's... however, I don't think like Star Wars wise that makes a lot of sense though. Because every because like with Luke and with Anakin, once they did something that was evil or gave in to evil, they became more powerful and like stronger. Right. They yeah. they. But now it seems into, like that works the opposite way in the sequel. They fed into their anger, and the anger gave them strength. And I think 
I think for Kylo Ren, he wasn't doing it. So, so Anakin turned because of fear. Fear uh-huh. leads to anger, obviously. Anger leads to hate. Yeah. But I think, I think fear is a stronger motivator than what Kylo Ren was doing. Kylo Ren didn't kill Han out of fear. He didn't kill him out of anger. He killed him almost out of, like, desperation. He, he said he, he feels torn. Like, he, he's got this light side and the dark side inside of him. And, like, it's pulling him in opposite directions. So he's not doing it out of anger or fear or any of these, like, powerful emotions. He's almost doing it out of desperation for himself. Out of, out of just, like, needing to feel whole. And so he makes this decision. And, and I think yeah. he's still, after he makes the decision, I think he's still, like, on the fence about it. He's, he's still probably thinking, like, was that the right thing to do? And, yeah. and I think it's still, I think it's good because, again, like, Anakin is like, I'm afraid for Padme. I, I need to do this in order to save her. That's his motivation. Kylo's motivation is, I'm afraid for myself, and I'm doing this for a selfish reason. And I think he's still enough of a good person that the fact that he's doing it for a selfish reason is kind of still fighting in him. And again, he also just got shot. And I think earlier in the movie... Yeah, I feel like that what you're saying kind of plays into like kind of the main point of the original trilogy that if you, like when Luke finds out, like when he kind of goes to the dark a little bit on the Death Star, like he kind of was like able to go back and he's like just having a moment of like weakness or making a a dark decision doesn't mean that you're, you know, fully on there. Right. And I think that is a good place to jump into the movie that just kind of takes that whole philosophy and just punts it to the side in what is probably the worst movie I've ever seen in theaters, and that is The Last Jedi. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was was, was tough. I don't think we need to do, like, you know our favorite scene of this movie. I feel I feel like this is just kind of some like a conversation that we just like need to have. What is because what, when I was watching this movie in the theater, what I, is the I, I was like I was like I want to I I was like is it's like is it me? I was like I was like nervous because I was like oh my god like I don't like this movie like like what's wrong with me? And then I kind of thought about it and I was like oh this just sucked. Yeah, the first time I saw yeah. this movie in theaters, I went with. My cousin and my sister's boyfriend, both of whom are also, like, big Star Wars fans, both of whom I went and saw The Force Awakens with, like, they both, like, we were ready, and I remember after the movie ended, none of us said anything for, like, a minute. We all kind of, like, looked at each other, and eventually I was like, so I didn't really like that, and they were like, yeah, it was kind of really bad. And I was like, oh, good. I was like, I, it's it's not just me. Like, that wasn't a good movie. They were like, no, we, we did not enjoy that. You know, like, when you, like, watch movies, right? And there's, like, parts in it where it's like, wow, I fucking love this movie. But it's like, this part is, like, really a drag. And it's like, can we just get to the next part that I know was awesome? I felt mm-hmm. like the entire movie while I was watching it in the theater was that drag part where I was like, when do we get to like something good here? Like literally. Yeah. And, like, and then even in the end, it's like, okay, Luke Skywalker just fucking died. Sick. Yeah. And now they're like, what are they doing now? Nothing. 
it's like it was like just the longest drag like and there was just no real like satisfying climax like there was a climax but it's like why like like the climax was stupid there there isn't really a climax because there's no you know remember the plot mountain where you got to have like the it's like you're building it up there's no character or plot development in the whole movie the movie starts out and the resistance is on the run from the first order ray has not been trained to be a jedi finn is kind of like where's his character going and kylo is like kind of bad but not really the movie ends the resistance is on the run from the first order Rey has not been trained as a Jedi. You don't know what Finn's character is, and Kylo Ren is only kind of bad, except now he has to be the main bad guy because you killed off Snoke, who's built up to be, like, the overarching bad guy. And then... My man Andy Serkis didn't deserve that. And, like, I understand, like, the whole... Like, like the part where, like, Rey isn't trained, like, I had kind of issues with that, too, where it's like, what the hell did she just do with Luke? They just like what are they just fucking hang out? Like what were they doing like on that island? Like essentially nothing. Like, yeah. In the end of it, but like then also at the same time, I kind of like I'm okay with that because in the Empire Strikes Back, like it's kind of the same thing. Like Luke just goes to Dagobah and like doesn't really do like a whole lot, I guess. But like I'd, I'd argue a little bit more than Ray. So like I wasn't too but, mad about that, but it's just like like overall, there's like you're left with that movie it's like what like what is going to happen and it's not even like an excited what is going to happen it's like what could you possibly make of this next yeah. movie right now it's like you're not you're already two-thirds of the way through the trilogy and you're a third of the way through the plot still yes and exactly. i feel like when you bring up dagobah like between the end of four and the beginning of five is it like over a year and then he's on dagobah for like months the, between the star killer base blowing up and uh, the Battle of Crate, the you know the Hoth like reboot, mm-hmm. is four days. Yeah, it's really a short yeah. amount of time. It's, it's a, so it's like I I don't the there was Hoth n- reboot. There's no reason you had to do that. You could have opened uh, the the Last Jedi and like later been like oh yeah this was like like years later months later like like whatever time later you wanted it to do but you went out of your way to be like there is no possible way to explain anyone being trained anyone having development anything happening off screen because there was no off screen time this and by the way at the same time the main character of star wars just died for no fucking reason this this (laughs) movie is pretty much the main reason why i i don't like slash trust movie trailers anymore like like i was always kind of on the fence about it then like batman v superman dawn of justice happened and i was like wow that trailer was sick and this movie was absolute horseshit and then like (laughs) this one came out and i was like this trailer looks so cool like there looks like there's a lot gonna be a lot of good stuff and then i saw the movie and i was like wow this movie is a pile of horseshit and so now yeah. it's like every single time I see a trailer for something, I'm like, I don't like, I feel like I don't get as excited because like, yeah, you're showing me all the stuff I want to see, but what about all the shit you aren't showing me? Like, is, mm-hmm. is, is this two minutes worth of stuff in the entire movie stuff that I want to see, like worth the other hour and 40 minutes of the movie? Oh, like, with the last it's Jedi. much longer than an hour and forty-two minutes, Matt. It is it is two and a half hours of pure torture. 
it's yeah, that that movie could not have been longer and done absolutely so nothing like well, i don't because think anybody's ever done that mr um i you don't like my movie because you're anti-feminist and anti-inclusion fucking had to do a whole side plot with the with like the only black person that looked like they were going to be a main character of star wars because you know mace windu is like kind of a main character but finn finn has like the second most screen time in the force awakens and then ryan i'm a great guy johnson just cast him off to some side quest with this random character that you didn't need just so that you could tell us that capitalism is bad and it's like dude you just ruined like this guy's whole character arc and now you're telling us you're telling me i don't like this movie because i'm like a bigot or whatever when you're the guy that took the minority characters and put them off screen to this unimportant mission yeah it is pretty messed up that he took the two main minority characters and then put them in this insignificant situation to do absolutely nothing to further the plot (laughs) yeah you're the bigot right you are like yeah but i like like you you, like i mean john boyega said it himself disney used him as clickbait honestly i think and I think that most of that blame, you know, some of the blame has to fall on Disney because they should have wrote three mo- three movies and gotten directors to direct those movies, not giving it to J.J. Be like, here, you do whatever you want and then write us two more and then give it to Ryan Johnson and be like, you can rip these up if you want and do whatever you want, which is what he did. Like, Disney should have been, they should have had a plan which should have involved Finn a lot more. But ultimately, mm-hmm. that's on Ryan Johnson for just not doing anything with his character. Yeah. And like, I... I had no problem. I mean, I, I again, like I like even when I saw the cast list, I was like, oh, like Laura Dern is going to be in this movie. I love Laura Dern. And then she was just like, yeah, I'm random purple hair lady in charge. And then I was like, oh, Andy Serkis <laughs> is going to be in this movie. I love Gollum. And then it was just like, yeah, I'm the evil bad guy who's going to be in this movie for all of like 20 minutes and do absolutely nothing significant and then just die. I was like, ah, ah, okay. I also this is going to be a hot take. This is going to be. This is going to be. Uh, this you. Neither of you have heard this come out of my mouth ever. But I'm just thinking this right now. Oh God. I would have rather. Now, now that we've seen the rise of Skywalker, I would have rather the third movie been written and directed by Ryan Johnson. Just to have some level of continuity, like in the slightest, because like JJ just tried to like, and we're gonna get there, but like JJ just tried to recover like everything that he had. Yeah, and I almost wish that like Ryan just fucking did like like because it, it was gonna suck no matter what. And it you should just no let the what. you should just let the dumpster fire roll. Yeah, like, yeah, just let it go down the hill, you know. Like at this point, like, and I I hated the last Jedi, and I can't believe I even just said that, but like, no, no, I, I mean. yeah, no, I I get it, and and that makes sense. It's like yeah, like if if you're <laughs> if you're gonna drive this car off the cliff, drive it off the cliff. <laughs> Don't, just drive don't, it up don't try to turn the car around halfway down the free fall because it ain't gonna help yeah oh my gosh i mean yeah. it's astonishing we've been talking about this specific movie for like what 10 15 minutes and we, we haven't even gotten to mary poppins yet which is probably the most preposterous scene in film when oh, the bridge gets exploded <laughs> and leia's out in space and you're like holy shit did you just kill leia and then she just like which was totally fine which would have been totally which, which, fine because she was actually fine. dead. Which would have been fine. And then she just pu- uses the force to pull herself in like she's Mary Poppins on a freaking umbrella. And it's like, <laughs> there is 
an astronomical amount of better ways to show Leia using the Force other than like being able to like sense people's thoughts like we've seen in the original trilogy. There's so mm. many better ways to show her using the Force for real than pulling herself through space. Yeah, like where like, did that come from? Like the other yeah, thing is like so weird. if if we saw her use the force in a, in a way that like made sense, but like she's clearly unconscious out in space. So she like for un- five minutes, she, like, unconsciously Dude, she was, like, like, like she was crystallized. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Like, it, like, like uh, yes, Leia had Leia trained with Luke. She had a lightsaber. She she wasn't a like powerful force user. She couldn't do like the stuff that Luke can do. But she knew how. Oh, she, had she knew like lightsaber. basic. She was a duelist. She knew basic like force maneuvers. So like yes, if you show <coughs> that, sorry, sh- show that in a way that demonstrates like yes, she she has an understanding of this and like introduce it to us because we don't we don't see it really on screen until the uh, the rise of Skywalker and like her actual training with Luke. So like. Give it, give it to us slowly. Like hint at it, hint that she knows how to do it. Give us like a little brief thing of her, like talking about her time training with Luke, and then show us that she can do it. Don't just be like, "Bam!" She just got hit with with a bomb. She's out in space. Everyone else is dead. Dude, and now she's. You know, you know not. what I would have loved? You know what I would have loved if they, seeing as Kaloran is like fucking e boy and, like, just can't even, like, deal with his own emotions. I would have loved for him to have killed Han Solo, just fucking killed Leia right there, and then him turning to the good side eventually, which I feel like was just bound to happen, would be, like, Leia and Han, like, just giving him, like, nightmares and, like, like talking to him, like, through the Force, like, Force-ghosting him, and just, like, I feel like that would have been fine. And, like, once that happened in that movie, up when I was, like, because Carrie Fisher was dead at this point, and I was like, holy shit, like, wow, like, I can't believe they just did her like that. But, like, I was, like, okay with it. I was like, okay, Princess Leia's dead. Right. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. But, like, and then I was like, then she pulled herself back in, and I was like, I was like what the hell is happening right now? Like, what is happening? Like, they, to, Disney fix, couldn't have screwed themselves more from that scene. You want me to fix, like, half this movie with one idea? Because this kind of brings, goes back to Haldo, where it's, like, she kind of seems like she's kind of like a skeevy, like weird, like like what's going on? Like she's kind of made out to be a bad guy, and then you know there's a whole thing with the with the hyperdrive tracking, and it's like that's new, which I don't really have a problem with because I think that like that's kind of showing the progression of technology in the Star Wars universe. Which yeah, is fine. I, hyperspace but, tracking isn't a problem for me. But what I think would have been cool is if you didn't have the hyperspace tracking, and there was a mole on the resistance ship and so then poe rose and uh finn their whole story line is trying to figure out who the mole is and maybe leia gets knocked out of commission maybe she doesn't and so now they have a reason to kind of be like why is like why is haldo doing what she's doing like is she the spy is she the one who's like you know telling the first order where we are because maybe they didn't they're like, we can't jump back in a hyperspace because we only have one more jump. And, right. You know, Is Hollow the purple lady? Purple yeah. yeah, Laura Dern. Yeah. And so then I think what could have been cool is if you knocked Leia out of commission in a way that she doesn't, you know, use Mary Poppins' powers or survive in space or whatever. If she comes back later in the movie 
And like once the traitor is realized, because it doesn't have to be Holdo, because then Holdo, like withholding information makes sense because she could think it's Poe or Finn or Rose or whoever. Right. Maybe like the real mole is like about to do something that's going to like screw everybody up and then Leia just like force pushes them and then they, she saves the day. I think that would have mm-hmm. been way cooler than she's Mary Poppins, Holdo, like you just have to like, you just have to trust her for no reason. Yeah. Like she's, she doesn't like Poe for no reason. Dude, Ryan oh. Johnson making a woman with purple hair in a negative context couldn't couldn't happen. Well, that that's my other problem with Ryan Johnson is like, y- dude, you made a bad movie, and then when people critiqued it for you, you hid behind like the feminist movement. You were like, oh, you don't like this movie because you're a bigot. Like, yeah. don't diminish like what's going on like with like social like movements, social injustices, right. and like, yeah. dude, just because you made a shit movie. Yeah, you made like, a shit movie, and I don't think it's shit because there's women in it. I fucking love like I I don't like what you did with. Uh, Rose, but I think Kelly Marie Tran is a great actress. Yeah. And if you actually gave her a script, you gave her a character, you gave her development, I think she could have been fucking great. Absolutely. She could have been like, because I mean, you know, obviously she's not in the first one, but she could have been like a Lando-esque character where it's like, you got introduced in the second one and you play, you know, know, semi-major role in the second one and then a semi-major role in the I, third one i think if like, they mm-hmm. i think if they had almost made her like a copy of lando like people would have complained about that but i think it would have been better than like what they did like they they all get on the ship and like she's friends with poe like she's like a yeah. different squad leader or even if she is just like like a mechanic on the ship who like doesn't really do much but poe's nice to her and like she's buddies with poe and poe introduces her and finn and like that's how that like friendship starts like that's that's fine but like don't again yeah i i think what he chose to do with rose as a character is just so disappointing because there's there's so much potential for introducing this character there's there's so much potential for having a not racially insensitive asian heritage person in star wars instead of just making it like the tra- Shout out the the train Federation. Federation. <laughs> and, but yeah, and then and in, in the end of the movie, when, when yeah, and then in the end of the movie, when the first order is trying to bust the door open, and and Finn's like, "I'm just gonna ram myself into this and like save everybody." Rose slams into him, and he's like, "Why'd you do that? I was gonna stop him." And she's like, "That's not how we're gonna win by destroying what we hate. We're gonna save what we love." Right. He was saving what he loved when he was trying to ram himself into the door ramp. Yeah. What are you yeah. talking I, again, about? Again, I... Well, that was just, like, that was a huge, like... That was a very, like, um... Anti... Anti, like, Trump, like, the, like, crush hate with love, like, that kind of thing that came from, like, our recent political issues in our country. And again, I... Sure. Mean, that's like, kind that of was always huge... been in Star Wars. Just it wasn't in, like, some... But, like... George Lucas was smart enough to put that in Star Wars without fucking ruining the movie. He was yeah. smart enough to yeah. show you the problems with society without making that the whole story of the movie and ruining the plot. I, which yeah. Ryan Johnson just couldn't do. I think I think like the Rose stopping Finn from sacrificing himself is like a good idea because like you you do see that like you do see that pretty often like oh the tragic hero he has to sacrifice himself in order to save the day and I think if she like prevented him from doing that and they figured out another way and she's like yeah at the end of the day like you you don't have to sacrifice yourself for your friends you're more helpful to them alive than dead i'm fine with that but the way they did it is just dumb or 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 if she sacrificed him or sacrificed herself for him like like took him out so he didn't have to do it 
and then like somehow like she was thrown into it and destroyed it like that would have made her character like a gajillion times better like yeah that would have developed finn's you know character what, you know would have been great is if she killed finn when she crashed into him that's what i wanted to happen <laughs> they both they both just explode sh- the movie's already a shitstorm. i was like i hope she kills him because i mean no like, like seriously though she should have just died like she's essentially dead in the rise of skywalker like we well, don't that's, even, we that's, s- the, that's the other thing like jj abrams kind of hangs her out to dry yeah like everybody hated the character and he didn't he didn't do anything to try and like revive her or like help out the, which is kind of like like I, I, I somewhat get In it. In JJ's like, fairness, he had a lot of other things on his plate. To yeah, he, he did have a Not lot of other things lie. on his plate, but um, yeah, I, I think, I think oh. as underdeveloped and as like poorly written a character Rose was in the Last Jedi, the decision to have her be just absolutely insignificant in the Rise of Skywalker wasn't a good choice. She, I, I, I think she has like. 29 seconds of screen time or something and she has like yeah and, the, and she's it's got like no like, dialogue they're like we're going on a mission you want to come and they're like <laughs> she's, she's like, like i gotta i gotta clean the bathroom yeah she, yeah she's like no i can't and then everybody was like let's go and then the movie <laughs> just went downhill from there yeah i like I, again but again I, I, again this uh, is nothing against kelly marie tran she's no great actress, absolutely great not she got dealt a raw fucking deal it, by Ryan. Yeah. It, is, it is it is it is very important and it's very disappointing to see how people like can't separate the 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 actor from who they're told to play and what they're told to do it it's it's like people like walking into a retail store and yelling at the the you know teenage minimum wage worker working the register because of like the store policy it's like they like yeah yeah, kelly marie tran obviously looking back on the movie she's probably like yeah this wasn't a good character but like it's not her fault she she yeah. did the best she could with what she was told Mark to Hamill do. Mark Hamill plays a baby back bitch in that movie too, and right. nobody has a problem with Mark Hamill. Then then everybody's like, "Well, that's just how Ryan Johnson wrote it, and it was bad." So th- that's where I do because I don't want like what I said earlier in the show to be like nobody doesn't like this movie like because of misogyny because obviously like misogyny there, is a very real thing there are very some people problem. there are some scumbags out there that don't like these movies yeah. because it's there's got a lot of elements. internalized misogyny in the star wars fandom but mm-hmm. you know you can't you also can't say oh you don't like the last jedi you're a misogynist right it's a lot it's a little bit deeper than that so, do do we want to rate this movie on a scale of one to ten? I, I, I think probably put it at the. I, I think I think before you do that, we should we should finish we should review Rise of Skywalker. We should look back at it as, oh, as a whole. I yeah, we, have, yeah. I actually have one more thing that I wanted to bring up: the throne room scene. The throne room I think scene. The movie almost could have been saved if Ray joins Kylo. I think. I think that would have been sick. Because I mean, you you like saw it coming because Ryan Johnson's always all about subverting your expectations. But in this movie, he did it too many times to where by the throne room scene, you're like, okay, like you know you know that he's subverting your expectations. But I think if Ray turns, and then that kind of like, because like because now that you killed Snow, Kylo kind of has to be the main bad in the next movie, and he's like not really an evil guy. And so I don't see why like how he could become. The, the main bad guy and so i think if ray turns and then the rise of skywalker is about ben being like oh like i need to be like a good a good guy and like stop ray like i think that would have saved the trilogy i was i was 
so ready to have Rey end up being the main antagonist and Kylo being the main protagonist for Rise of Skywalker. I, 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 yeah, from, I from I day one, I was hard. like, this Ray should end up bad. Kylo shouldn't end up good. It should be a full, like, flippity dip for their characters. I think it, it could have been easily written in, and I think it would have gone on over a lot better than just, uh, help a teen's alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that would have been sick. And I mean, I loved the vision that she had when she was in the throne room of herself being a Sith and, like, with the freaking like Darth Maulish kind of lightsaber like that was sick yeah, yeah that's how the dope. movie ended and like she ended up like having to duke it out with Kylo Ren while, with his blue lightsaber like dude freaking kidding me that would have been so sick that would have been way better that would have been yeah. the least cliche way to go about that I feel like you know since because it's mm-hmm. like oh of course she comes out and she's still on the light side and of course she's a Skywalker for god knows what reason and yeah and then in the cool. next in the next movie, when she's like really powerful, you're kind of like, oh, like Kylo's been training her with the dark side for however long. Like it makes sense, and this and that. Since since we're on the topic of the throne room scene, um, I, the way they killed Snoke, I thought was stupid. Couldn't agree. The, yeah, I thought the whole movie was stupid. Uh, it, well, yeah, but like that, like that scene in particular, like watching the movie for the first time, I remember. I wasn't enjoying myself and then that scene happened and like that was the scene that I remember I distinctly remember being in the movie theater thinking after watching like Snoke get murdered by Kylo Ren I was like I don't like this movie yeah that's that's what finally like nail in the coffin and I think the fight scene between them and like his guards had a lot of potential to be really cool I thought, I thought that scene was really cool. I thought honestly. I thought the again like the choreography was really well done and I think Daisy Ridley and Adam Driver both did like a good job considering that like you know that's that's hard like doing all that shit is physically taxing. Yeah. But like the random just like dropping dead of like one of the guards like where Ray just completely misses one of them and he's still dead like I, like nobody nobody like proof proof read that scene after they put it together and nobody was like hey this- well, they were too busy working on telling you that capitalism is bad oh it's <laughs> it's just uh. but all right we got we got to move on from from this movie we're kind of we're kind of running up the score on the time so just quick cam out of 10 last jedi what do you got one and a half one and a half matt i'm gonna say it's a solid three that's far too high i'm gonna give it a 2.39 now it's time for the last jedi a movie that i had we've already done we've already done the last jedi now it's time for the rise of skywalker for the rise of skywalker a movie that i had very high hopes for i went to see it on opening night with my dear friend cameron and it was just kind of like i don't know it was just there was no plot there was no, you know, hey, Palpatine's back. How did it happen? Uh, we don't care, and neither should you. Like, he's just back. Dude, I tried watching it the other day, actually. I was just, like, bored. And I, like, threw it on on Disney+, Plus, and I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to watch this movie again. And I was watching it, and I was like, 
in like the opening scene like where uh where finn and poe are like in the millennium falcon and they're going through i was like this, this is really cool like all right like this will be fun to watch and then they get to the part where they're like guys palpatine's back what and it's like yeah i, I literally just like shut my computer and went to bed i was like i can't i cannot do but do you right do now. you remember how much we liked it the first time we saw it yes i remember you i remember really being, liked i remember it. coming out of there i was like wow i was like okay like like but that's how like all star wars movies are it's like except for last but, year I, but, like, yeah that's how all star wars movies are it's like you like come out of it it's like holy shit that was star wars sick like mm-hmm. that was really intense and awesome and also i think a lot of it was that the movie just didn't like stop like yeah it's like, just all action it just, and then like, you, and then you kind of watch fast. it and you're like oh none of this makes any sense at all yeah no once i rewatched it again and like once i kind of like thought about how it played into like the series as a whole yeah and like how it ended i was like well that's kind of dumb and then i really thought about it in the in the lens of just the sequel trilogy which i can't believe i haven't just called it a trilogy i wouldn't even they're not canon but like it's yeah. it is the fan films yeah dude it is like it just doesn't work dude it doesn't work but i do remember like when we first saw it i was like wow it was pretty sick yeah, this again, is. I think it was just because of how fast paced it was. I was like, yeah. wow. And we, we wanted it to be, we so badly wanted it to be good. And we, we were hyping that so night up good. for like weeks. Yeah. Yeah, we were. Yeah, this is definitely one of those movies that, like, uh, upon first viewing, you're like, wow, not too shabby. And then, like, the more you watch it, the more you're like, oh, this isn't that good. Yeah, like like there there are obviously those movies that like you watch them the first time and you're like wow that was like really confusing like I didn't really like it and then you keep watching it and as it makes more sense to you the more you like it and uh-huh. this one is very much as you understand the movie more the less it actually like it just keeps getting it just worse. keeps getting worse yeah. and and I, I I remember the same thing I went and saw this for the first time with my sister and her boyfriend and uh jeez matt third wheel much i feel like you're always doing stuff with your sister and her boyfriend they invite me to shit i'm i'm not like button in i i was they were like hey we're going to see rise of skywalker you want to come i was like yeah all right sure wow. so i went and Did saw they this also with invite them. you to see the last jedi no no i only saw the last jedi one i've only seen the last jedi twice I, saw I was going to say, if they if they invited you to see that movie, they'd probably fucking hate you. I, if they invited you to sit through that thing. I saw it once in the movie theater with my cousin and my sister's boyfriend. And then I saw it once out of the movie theater just because I was like, ah, maybe I'll give it another try. And it wasn't worth it. I've only yeah. seen The Rise of Skywalker also twice. Um, but I again, I remember coming out of it and like looking at like my sister and her boyfriend and being like, yeah, it wasn't bad. Like, considering what the last one was, it wasn't terrible. And then after watching it the second time, I was like, oh, it's not as good as I thought it was. Yeah, as frustrating as it is that you just retconned the middle movie of the of the trilogy, I genuinely don't know where you go after The Last Jedi. Like, that yeah. doesn't... It didn't progress anything. It didn't set you up for anything. You know, like... It was everybody was kind of just in the same space and like I I think it was a very hard movie to follow up, but I think the decision to just bring back Palpatine for no apparent reason and just be like, huh, huh, 
we remember how much you liked the nostalgia in the first movie. Here's some more nostalgia. I think that yeah. was I, I think that was not a great idea. I, Don't get me wrong. Yeah, like I think I, it's so underrated how like dude, how hard has that ha- has, that has to be so hard. Like as JJ Abrams, right? Like you have this idea for three films and then they're like, Okay, we'll take your first one and then they do something completely different. Like not even remotely close to like what he was thinking about. And then it's like dude, you're like imagine the 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 hand that you have to get dealt right there like like all right make the next star wars movie and by the way you have to fix this entire fucking like trilogy here because Mm. if you don't then it's gonna suck i think so like that's crazy that has to be so hard to do i like i think people now are are starting to like realize like not not just with star wars but like a lot of movies that like what what the director had in mind and like wanted to do isn't necessarily what you always get and like it's it's really prevalent in star wars because like obviously jj abrams had this idea he had this whole plan and then the studios totally fucked him over and same thing with like Zack snyder and like dawn of justice and justice league like that like he Zack snyder has said multiple times like yeah those movies aren't good that's not what i wanted to do and now they're giving him like the HBO remake and like actually like letting him do his thing. So I think I think now we're starting to see people appreciate like how hard it is for a director. Now, will you move your mic further away from your mouth? Yeah. I'm getting, you're, the, you're, the P's the P's are hitting really hard. Is that happening with you, Sam? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. You sound you I, I sound, sound like, like a, you sound like you're a plane pilot. I, like, you know, I sound like, like Draco Malfoy pronouncing Harry. Potter's last name. Potter. Yeah. Potter. That's exactly it. All right, I I, but, um, I moved the mic away from my face. This is much better, thank you. Um, but yeah, and then just not only bringing back Palpatine is just dumb, but it just kind of like retcons the original six movies, like Anakin's whole character arc and like his redemption. Oh, that was actually for nothing because he didn't actually kill Palpatine. But then mm-hmm. they they come back and they're like, well, he kind of did because it was just a clone and it was like a. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, it was it was just a lot... Like, they just threw shit against the wall, and they were like, if you ask a question about it, like, you're a toxic fan. It's it's literally... Yeah. It, it would literally be like, like the end of Harry Potter, like, oh, Harry defeated Voldemort. He destroyed all the Horcruxes. Actually, psych, Voldemort had one last Horcrux. Cough, cough. Yeah. Cough, cough. Yeah. The cursed child is bullshit. Anyways, that's a Harry Potter episode. But, like, it's like... you're You really are just taking away, like everything from like the last movies because it's like the the whole point was to to get rid of this dude this dude is the big bad you finally beat him that's it it's over psych he's back he had a backup plan haha fuck you yeah and then the whole thing it just it feels like a video game almost too like the way the movie progresses it's like you start off with like that scene where they get the where they get the information from the spy and it's like that's like you're like tutorial level and then it's like oh let's go on this quest and interact with this new character to find out where this this dagger is and now we're gonna follow the map to this other place to where we then have to find this and then we have to fight one of the bosses and then the bosses that boss leads us to the final boss and then we have to fight the final final boss it was just like do you think that like jj abrams like genuinely likes that movie no well they had a different director who had complete contr- creative control, and they were halfway through that, and they like didn't have enough because they were basing it off of the Last Jedi. 
So then they fired that guy. They brought JJ back in, and then he changed everything and like moved shit around and was like, okay, this is what like what we're gonna do now. And so like, and if you he like he he was in an interview like they asked him about the last Jedi and he essentially was like, yeah, that was a fucking dumpster fire of a movie. But like, so yeah, I I don't think that he likes this. Like I I don't even I just don't understand how you can like as a like somebody like J.J. Abrams who is so good at filmmaking like The Rise of Skywalker is just a bad movie like and I wouldn't even blame him like he has nothing to work up like work with here so it's yeah. like he's definitely like this sucks like like there's no way around it you know it's like you can't yeah. take a breath in the movie and it's because if you do it's like you're gonna add on another half an hour to the movie because like you have to get all this information in in one film like it's like they almost should have just done like friggin like Deathly Hallows Part 1 2 type thing like yeah make, make the trilogy in four movies yeah right dude they should have like they seriously should have like that would have probably made it better it's they, re- honestly I would re- ima- imagine if they just came out and they were like we're gonna redo The Last Jedi I <laughs> like, like, they like, they were like, they like instead of doing of the rise of, store. yeah inst- they're like instead of re- uh, doing The Rise of Skywalker we're actually gonna redo um, The Last Jedi and we're just we're getting four Star Wars movies, and one of them just isn't going to be canon. I honestly like I I'd, I'd prefer that. I think it's I think it's really sad to see, like, cause like I liked the characters, I I like the setup in the Force Awakens, even the characters that were introduced later. Like I I don't think they were really like bad characters. Like like even Snoke. Like the problem isn't that like he's just a bad character. He just doesn't do anything he he has no like he, he has no uh substance in the context of the movie just because of how the movie's made like you he, he yeah, had jj jj sets up these great characters in the force awakens right and then in the last jedi jj uh ryan johnson takes him out behind the barn and shoots him in the head with a shotgun right and just fucking kills the whole thing right and it's and it's it's just disappointing to see like like this is what happens when like it's it's really more about making money from a property rather than making good content. And yeah. I think that at the end of the day, like at the end of the day, sadly enough, Ryan Johnson's kinda right. Like I, I, I think these movies are very much Disney just wants the revenue from Star Wars. And so they're just like, dude, just just make Star Wars movies. Don't have to be great, just get them out there. We want the money, and now yeah, it's like I, I agree. This, as much it shit as I give it. Ryan Johnson, it shouldn't have been up to him. Right. Disney should have had a plan. They should have had writers. They should have had a whole thing written out before they even fucking started filming the first one. Right. They should have just listened to George Lucas. They should have yeah. just taken his idea. They should have just taken his three scripts and done whatever the hell he said. And again, that's that's why that's why the Mandalorian's doing so much better because like it's it's not like. Oh, big budget! Like it, it's it's going to be bigger. It's going to be better. It was very much like this isn't this isn't main Star Wars. This isn't like Skywalker Saga Star Wars. It's with two guys who care about it. We let Shut them. Up, big Dave. We big let big Dave them Hall. do what they wanted <laughs> to do, and and it it came out great, and people love it, and they're making money off of it. And I think that's. That's the thing. Like, if, if they want to make more money, they need to make it less about making the money and more about making good movies. 
yeah, maybe put some thought and effort into the most expensive intellectual property on planet Earth. Ridiculous. But you know what? I think that this is a good place to stop. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like we've kind of said our piece about the trilogy as a whole. I don't think we need to dive into the Rise of Skywalker too much more. Not that there's really anything to dive into because there's no plot. So um, any, any closing thoughts? Trilogy's not canon. I mean, sequel's not canon. Agree. I think... I think the sequels should stay canon, but in the future we need more movies like Rogue One and Solo to give them more substance. We need we need like TV shows. We need behind the scenes I stuff. I could not disagree more. Get me out of the sequel era as fast as possible. I Same. I I want like this is this is what we got. It sucks. I don't like it. I'd rather it had never happened. But I, I'm, I don't like the idea of just being like, oh, I don't like this, so it, it doesn't count. Like, no. You made a mistake. No, it, it counts. You it made counts a mistake. To, fix you're it. You're not going to... If you don't like the original trilogy, Rogue One sucks because you're like, no one cares about this. And I'm sorry, but no one cares about the sequels. Nobody cares about the sequels because of the content we have from it right now and i think if they i think but if they the original adapt trilogy, it me liking the original trilogy is not dependent on rogue one but i and i know yeah. and it shouldn't be this way it, but where but where are you going to put in anything because there's only there's no time in between seven and eight i again i i think i think just saying it's not canon and just brushing it off isn't the way to go i mean it's obviously i mean if if joke matt a joke have you ever heard of that before no i've never heard of jokes putts. before all right i, I don't have we're gonna wrap it up <laughs> i was uh, born matt, without a humorous we're done, but we're done listening to matt so thank you all for listening we'll catch you again next week with ooh, special guest what tune in to see special guest